It's the Matt Report, Season 8, The Change of WordPress, and I am super excited for today's guest. It's Marika Vanderet, the CEO of Yoast. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about, well, what it's like to be the CEO now and how that's changed, if at all. And I pop a secret question there towards the end of what happens if you were the CEO of Automatic? What would you do differently? So definitely stick around to the uh, through the episode so you can hear the answer to that. But we're covering all bases uh, of CEO life at Yoast, including talking about the educational products, uh, the software products. Are they ever going to get into SaaS and how does this whole Gutenberg thing go down? with them. So an awesome conversation. Marika is definitely uh, the right person for the job. And I was just uh, super pleased that she was able to join us to share some of the knowledge that she has. And it's quite vast. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Really give a shout out to Marika. If you find her on Twitter or at WordCamp, say thanks for doing the show. Don't forget, if you really enjoy these shows, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Really helps us get found like every other podcaster under the sun and above the sun says it really does. If you leave us a five-star review, a little review, it really helps us get noticed on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, let's go and meet Marika. I'm Marika van der Rakt, and uh, since the 21st of January, I am the CEO of Yoast. Yoast is, of course, in the WordPress world, uh, famous for our plugin, for our SEO plugin. Um, I've been with Yoast the company for about six years, five or six years. Yes, I founded Yoast Academy, which is our online courses platform. And I used to like interfere with everything in the company. And eventually that led me to be the CEO because that made a little bit more sense than um, what, what, what have been the biggest challenges now that you're, yeah, you've taken on this new role? What are the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in this just short amount of time into 2019 as CEO? What are the things that you've really overcome or things that you're still looking to sort of solve in this new role? Well, so internally, not much has changed because I was already the, well, we were, we were the four of us. So we, um, me, uh, Joost de Valk, who is also my husband, and um, uh, Michiel Heimans and Omar Reis, uh, they are um, well, the partners of Joost. And we basically make all decisions with the four of us. Um, but I always said when we needed to make a decision. So I was always leading, not saying what we should decide, but just making them all sit down and saying, we should think about this and we should uh, make a decision here. So that really didn't change. I think if you talk to people internally in Yoast, they will, they will say it's just the same as it ever been. Although I think I, because when you become CEO, it's like, getting the ring from the Lord of the Rings. It's just, <laughs> I thought nothing would change, but it's still, I want to do some things a little bit more, a little differently. So I started a, a project to empower women at Joost. Um, all of a sudden people noticed me. So people from outside of Joost, so that changed as well. And I'm not as outspoken and not as visual as Joost is or what it still is and uh, so that's a challenge for me personally that i get i have to put my face out and i uh, well i got to talk at amazing conferences which i didn't or wasn't invited to before so that opened a lot of doors for me personally one of the things that i have found interviewing hundreds of guests is when they start a company out they don't realize how large it's going to get and one day they wake up they find all the success that they 
have been able to build upon over years or a decade, and they have a lot of employees that work for them. They weren't really ready for that. So I was interested to learn from Marika how she handles managing the large 100 plus team at Yoast, and if that's changed at all starting out as a CEO. You're about, uh, I think the last video that I saw when you talked about the company internally, you were about 80-ish people back then. Is yeah. that still the same number right about now? Uh, we have about 85 people in Biga, in our offices in the Netherlands, and then we have 20 abroad all over okay. the planet. They are basically our support uh, uh, crew, so they do uh, support for our plugin. And we also have some developers who, who don't live in Vigen, don't want to live in Vigen, but um, yeah, we'll work remote. Thinking about company culture, thinking about how to make sure that your employees are happy. I really enjoy doing that. And, and that's a big challenge with 100 people. So it doesn't really change. I did I, I just feel a little bit more responsible as I did before because still 85 people uh, and we also have like, like husband and wife both working at our company. That's the entire family just relies on us for their livelihood, which is a big responsibility. So I take that really seriously and make sure that everybody's really happy because you would like people to stay and work with your company. And we actually didn't have anyone leaving us for a year and a half. And now this month two of, um, of our employees left. And I think that's a good thing because some, sometimes people want to grow, but still it, it hurts a little bit and I would like them to stay, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said responsibility. I think a lot of people who are building businesses who are still in the early stages of building a business, they love the idea. Like <clears throat> I'm sure there is a I'm sure there's a WordPress developer out there building a Yoast competitor right now going, yeah. I can't wait to be as big as them because they just see the revenue. They see, you know, what I'll, I'll call the fame. They see the recognition. They see the user base. And that's exciting. Yeah. What they don't realize is <laughs> how difficult that might be to run a business of, of 100 people, 100 different personalities and families yeah. that you support. Yeah, that, that's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's also fun, but it's still, it's, it's hard to keep them together and to keep them happy because I think if your employees are happy, then they will probably uh, be better in their jobs. So do you find a difference in, in this, the, the larger section of the team who is in-house at the office uh, versus the folks that are distributed around the world? Do you find a particular challenge that's really the culture? Yeah, so so a lot of WordPress companies are distributed, but we always believed in um, having people close together and, and have a lot of conversations. And um, well, the most inspiring ideas come from people who normally don't work together and just sit with each other. So and, and, and then we have our support team, and I don't really know these people. So we'll, we get them, or most of them will come to our offices in, I think it's August. Then we'll have a week that they all come and work with us. Well, they're not allowed to work, I guess, but uh, do fun things with us. <laughs> Get to know them as well. So I feel, so yeah, th that's really different. I see, I see a lot of the people and I know all of the families of all of the people who live in Wiegen. I don't know that from the people who live abroad. Sometimes I, I meet them at events, but uh, most of them I never met in person. That's, yeah, that makes a big difference. As we shift the conversation to talking about Yoast, the business, one of the things that has always fascinated me in the WordPress space, but even more specifically to Yoast, 
is their educational component, rightfully called the Academy. And I've always wondered how a company the size of Yoast with so much attention to the software was able to maintain running the Academy and creating educational products and maintaining the software. Here's what Marika had to say. We always, Yoast started off as a blog and then the WordPress plugins came, we, which eventually led to WordPress SEO as, as one single plugin. But um, Yoast and afterwards, lots of people started blogging and telling people about SEO because it's not just a trick. It's something you need to learn and, and need to, to do. So there's a lot of educating around it. And we, we try to do that in our plugin as well, help people write. But a lot of things, it's just... It's just knowledge, knowledge about what Google does and these kinds of stuff. I have an educational background. So I, when I came into the company, I was like, I want to um, make it more easy for people to learn because learning from a blog post is really hard. And even learning from a video is hard. So we combined video and um, uh, reading material. And then we have a lot of questions, which which really tests whether or not you, you understood it. Yeah, making a course and making it the way we do it now, because we've made really large improvements in quality, is a lot of work. Uh, a plugin is also a lot of work, but it, uh, it um, requires a different skill set. So we have um, the people from the education who um, now know a lot about SEO and about development as well, but they had to learn that uh, at one side of the company. And then we have developers at the other one. And then we also have a marketing marketing background. So it, it, these are two different processes, two different parts of the company. Would you Would say you, it's a, a longer cycle to develop academy content or products than it is to develop like a new add-on feature to Yoast or something like that? who's developing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling out any names on this, on no, this show. Well, uh, still, so tomorrow we have a large new uh, update of Yoast SEO, which, which contains a lot of schema. And uh, Yoast himself developed all of it in like three weeks, I guess. So he, he's really quick. A course never can be that quick because we need to have the material and people have to um, uh, shoot the videos, which is a lot of work. So it's, yes, it's a lot of work and it, and it, it re requires you to update it every now and then, but, but that, that, that's for both sides. So the blogger needs updating and the courses as well. And they, well, they kind of, yes, it's not the same. It's just a different skill set, but both yeah. is, is, is a lot of work. Do you ever feel like it, it pulls the company in two different directions, like two different mindsets kind of thing? Or do they really just complement each other really well? I think they complement each other. We also think it's a good thing because uh, to have like separate things in a company, just wise, because you never know what happens. So it's like, like, like um, um, having two horse sources to bet on. So that's a good thing as well. Um, and I think... Um, SEO is more than just the things you can do in a plugin. So it's a really good way to um, keep learning yourselves and, 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 and it's a good upsell both ways. Well, I think the, the plugin is so large that it makes it easier to sell Academy. But the other way around could work as well. We have Drupal. I don't know if we have Drupal. No, we skip Drupal. We have Type 3. We have Magento. But um, as you know, WordPress is 33% three, of the web and the other ones are like one. 
Right. <laughs> so um, it's it's a lot of work making the plugin work for another CMS. But if we have a good partner, like in Typo 3, we have a really good partner and they do a part of the development work to make sure it's compatible with Drupal. So we are selling those and there's also a free version. But it's like, I think we sell as much, as many as the, the Typo 3 in one year that we do with the WordPress in a day or so. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a really small thing, but still, yeah, I hope WordPress will forever <laughs> flourish, but it's a good thing for us to look outside the WordPress ecosystem as well. And speaking of ecosystems, when we're building products within the WordPress ecosystem, we have to remember that WordPress is going in a direction that we don't always have the control over. And, Doubly so for Yoast, where so much of their industry is rooted in Google. I was curious to see how they handled that. So we uh, work together with Google. We have, but Google isn't just a company. Google is like 800 companies. Yeah, yeah. So it's the alphabet. Lot, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So we have um, uh, our close relations with the people who are also invested in, in the WordPress project, those people from Google, we, we talk to them and we work together with them. Um, so there's there's a relation there and they, they are willing to work with us because if we change something and it changed on so many websites, so we are a partner for them as well. And we, have, we also have a network in the SEO industry, so all the people who are the enemies of Google, because that's the way they see themselves. <laughs> but so, so we do a lot of knowledge in that world as well. So it's two worlds, which are very different, by the way, mm. the, the yeah. industry and the WordPress world. How so? How, how, how different? What are the one or two? I think I, I, I basically know the WordPress world much better. I think that's the world where people are really kind <laughs> and loving. And, and and the SEO people are really loving as well, but there is a lot of money that's made there, which isn't the case in the WordPress world. So a lot of people volunteering there and making little money, while in the WordPress world, there is just yeah, people, people make a lot of money there and make money sometimes in gambling industries and stuff. And so that's a very different uh, kind of community. With so many marketing SaaS apps out there and with the rise of large WordPress plugins moving over to SaaS so that they can control the experience, I was really curious if Yoast had ever explored a SaaS model for their own. Yes, we have some things that are server-based, but um, it, it brings, brings a lot of complications with it as well, especially privacy things. So now we, we don't know anything about people using Yoast because it's on your own site. And as soon as we get the SaaS thing, we, we also have responsibility for all the data that goes back and forth. So we are thinking about that, but we're also being cautious about what, what that, that will mean for our uh, customers and we're we're from Europe, <laughs> so, so it, 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 it's a little thing called the GDPR. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we think about that. Yeah, so so it makes so we are thinking about that, and I'm not saying it never will happen, but it has large uh, benefits to do it on your own website as well because it makes it a lot safer, and people will. I don't know if people will notice it now, but maybe they will. They will. Um, 
but they will find it in, in a later moment in time when other people will start doing it on the server, they will see that that it has benefits to do it on our own side as well. So we are looking into that, but also being a bit careful on, on how to handle that. And um, that it's really challenging because now you have to build a plugin which which doesn't slow down the backend. So it's yeah. it's really hard the way we do it. Yeah. <laughs> we are thinking about we have the MyYoast and we're also uh, thinking about about making making connections there, but that that makes us. That makes us a target for for all kinds of stuff, for hacks and stuff as well, and and we don't want that, so we we are uh, careful about all these kinds. Of stuff. So it wouldn't be season eight without talking about the rollout of Gutenberg and the lack of communication. Uh, and transparency around the direction of WordPress. So I threw out the million dollar question, no pun intended, to Marika. If you were the CEO of Automatic, how would you clear the air in terms of branding between .com, .org, who has control over the direction of the project, and how do these features and options bubble up to the rest of us? Yeah, I think I think you're, you're pinpointing it because I think the CEO of Automatic is the same person as basically the CEO of WordPress. And these things are different because I think WordPress.org is, is, is not, that, that's not automatic. And people, so when um, my husband Joost got um, the marketing lead, people just assumed that he was working for automatic, but he's not. So that's, that's like, but people think because it's about, it's, it's for WordPress, then you need to work for automatic. And I don't think that's the case. And then a lot of things, I think Matt is doing a great job, but I think more people should be involved in leading the WordPress part, not the automatic part, because that's a jetpack and these things he should do by himself. I don't, I don't have opinions on that, but mm-hmm. um, I think the WordPress part needs more leaders. So Joost got appointed as lead marketing, and I'm still hoping that more people will get appointed or elected. I don't know how we should do this, yeah. but uh, to have like, and not people from automatic, but people from outside automatic. So I hope that, that having someone from Yoast there would, will, eventually there should be more people from more companies there to see how we should lead this ecosystem because it's huge and we need to do something about that. And we at Joost, we've always been rather vocal in our criticism, but we also are always in the, um, we, we want to move forward. So when Gutenberg came out, we were pissed. No, we, were not, we, were, we weren't very, very, because it had huge, huge consequences for our, our plugin. We had to throw all the ideas we had out of the way. And then we were like upset for four weeks. And then we said, okay, then we'll just go in there, dive in there and make Gutenberg awesome. And it took a while and we're still, um, but we really got involved. And it, it, the same happened with, uh, with the governance project in which some of the Yoasters are also involved. But so we're also trying to participate in, trying to improve it in on the other way so trying to improve it by taking the lead in 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 one part of wordpress and hoping that more people will follow and will be asked or will step forward uh, in order to make a difference there the launch of gutenberg and 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 all of that uh overhead that came with it certainly if it affected a company of 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 your size with your installation base um, 
then one can only imagine what that has done to other people yes. who maybe not have the same resources, well, have the same wherewithal to keep up with this. Yeah. And it just sort of leveled a lot of people, which I agree is, is sort of an unfair thing to happen though at the same time it's like we all know it needs to happen <laughs> so i think there are a lot of good things that happened from gutenberg the only thing we felt was not being included uh, in the process of deciding and then eventually we were because we just got involved and put all other things aside but i totally get that small plugins couldn't do that i think we uh, tried to um, make it better for small plugins as well, making sure that there were enough hooks for other plugins to at least integrate with Gutenberg and making sure that it wasn't shipped until it was ready or ready-ish. <laughs> but still, we and, and one of our, one of Omar, our, our, uh, my partner, was in the, in the, was one of the release leads and he didn't know it came out either. So it's just... <laughs> Yeah, that's just how it was. If we could just get like a poster board that you walk into the office one day and just, you know, we're launching Gutenberg, just tell us about these things every now and we again. We were actually in an airplane. We were in an airplane where, when Gutenberg was, was, was released, which, yeah, then you're totally you're not knowing what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people do criticize that. A lot of people talk about, um, you know, if you spend... If you dare spend a few minutes on some of the WP Tavern comments, yeah. um, you know, people can get pretty crazy with, you know, with their theories. Um, you know, one of my, you know, my theories against a theory, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I think a lot of people are like, well, Matt's just doing it to appease uh, uh, the, the investors and, and the money that he's got in the company. I actually think it's quite the opposite. I think that he's doing a lot of this stuff and he's trying to outsmart these investors and sort of be the guy who's leading the charge to keep WordPress pure and open source. And his way of bridging that gap is like jetpack. We're just going to put this right here. And don't you worry, investors, this is the thing that's going to do it. We don't need to, you know, monetize WordPress core. We're going to do it with jetpack. Um, I think that could be, that could really be, be, be the case. I think, from what I've seen, I think his intentions are good. He doesn't always communicate <laughs> the best, but I don't think he has evil plans. Right. I, so, I, I do agree. Yeah. So, and um, I, I think I, I only spoke with him like two or three times. I think he's genuinely concerned with the WordPress project. I do think he's a bit too busy though, but that's... <laughs> I can yeah. only imagine because he's leading and WordPress.org and Automatic, which is a large company. So, yeah. So that's the reason I think that maybe you need some help here yeah. and there. So yeah. we're not even, so Joost always had like people surrounding him, making decisions with him and he's all by himself, which is very lonely. We are always with the four of us. Right. And then there are always, we are always disagreeing and talking about stuff and uh, making decisions together, which I think makes it a little bit easier than doing all, it all by yourself. And of course, there are other people surrounding him as well, but eventually he is alone. This has been a great conversation with Erika. I'm so glad I had the chance to sit down and finally have a conversation with her. Super excited to see where she's going to take Yoast into the future. So go ahead and find her on Twitter to say thanks. You can find me on Twitter, and uh, that's Marieke Rapt, without the offender. And um, you can find me on, our, on my own, own website, which is 
Marieke.blog. That's great, right? <laughs> yeah, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's the best ways to find me, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. It's everybody else. It's MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. We'll see you in the next episode.